Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! This is the Game Managers Podcast. The Internet's one and only sports podcast. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. And I am Nick Norris. I am here with my good friends, Auburn fan Justin Knight. Uh, how's it going? And Alabama fan, Aaron Patterson. Hello. All right, we're going to talk all college football today. We're going to talk about Arkansas, Alabama. Alabama being SEC championship bound, yet drops in the AP poll this week. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about Auburn, South Carolina, that disappointing loss for the Tigers. Uh, mm. Oregon's massive loss to Utah, how mm. that's going to affect the rankings this week. Uh, Dan Mullen out at Florida, and who is going to be in, and we'll preview the Iron Bowl at the end. So, uh, But before we do anything, I would like to say we have another podcast called Ranked the Most Iconic Years in Sports History. It will be linked in the description. And Justin, what's that podcast about? Um, so you want me to explain it like a in depth or, you know, just kind give of like, like a one sentence explanation. <laughs> we rank past sports years. Yes. We look, we pick one year a week and we look at it and we decide, is this year any good? Most of the time they're not very good, but sometimes they're pretty good, aren't they? Um, unless you say like uh, 1942, but that wasn't a good year. So, but any yeah. other year, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> good. Uh, well, uh, well, we we did 1997 last week, so if you remember that year, we don't. But if you do, check it out. Tell us what we got wrong, if you don't mind. But let's start out this episode, Aaron, with some Twitter news and get us kicked off. Uh, yeah. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. What's up? Ah, hello. Good evening. Uh, Welcome to Aaron's Twitter News segment. Uh, Uh, The fanciest uh, segment um, on the podcast. The fan base currently chanting overrated is Check's Notes Clemson. Mm, uh, where did that tweet come from? Uh, leave me alone, okay? I don't know. It, well, it came from Reddit College Football. Reddit College Football. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you saw that, but after the Clemson upset, I guess, over Wake Forest, uh, Clemson started chanting overrated. Mm. <laughs> Pretty funny. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. Yeah. Um, Matt Hedzler, Hedzler, at the Hets. That's a good name. <laughs> I really hope that's right. I guess maybe. Um, Washington should should hire Brian Harson. Great <laughs> fit for the Huskies, and it gives Auburn a chance to bring Gus Malzahn back. Oh which I completely no. agree with. 
So, uh, Washington is supposedly highly considering hiring Brian Harson. Uh, do you guys think that there's a chance he would take that job if offered to him? Um, he's from uh, that area. I mean, not that area, but he's what he's used to the Pac-12. I mean, oh, not the yeah, Pac-12, I mean, but the the coast of Mountain America. West. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. in Idaho, pretty close. So, I mean, he yeah. recruited in that area and everything. But um, uh, I would think not. Um, maybe if this was like his second or third year at Auburn. Um, but you know, yeah, our fan base could easily drive him away because they're you know. It's a terrible fan base we have around here at Auburn. So, <laughs> I don't know. They'd have to offer him a pretty – it'd have to be a pretty good offer. I don't um, see them offering him a lot more than what Auburn's offering him now. Um, yeah. I think if he takes it, then he's just – he's either a lot more happy in that area or he's wanting yeah. out of the SEC. I don't think he's the kind of guy that's just, like, going to cower away from the SEC, though. No. Um, I think – yeah, it would just have to depend on what the offer is. Like, if they were to give him – like free reigns at Washington, like, hey, this is all yours. You got plenty of control there. You got to do what you Job security, do. a little yeah. better than it is at Auburn. Oh, uh, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't see it happening. All right, and what else Brent you got for us? McMurphy, Brett McMurphy said, Dan Mullen was 34-15 and 15 in four years at Florida, but Gators were 2-9 and nine in the last 11 games versus Power 5 opponents. Mm. Only... Only Power 5 schools with worse record versus Power 5 in that span is Vandy at 2-11. <laughs> Arizona at 1-10, which I was kind of surprised about. I didn't uh, know that they were that terrible. Yeah, they suck. Apparently they are. Is Kevin Sumlin still there? No, they fired no. him a couple seasons ago, I think. Yeah, he's been gone a while. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> I am up to date, huh? <laughs> um... <laughs> Kansas is also one in ten, so and that one win there. was against Texas. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, who? Yeah, that's embarrassing. Uh, has lost six straight games now for the first time since 1956. Yep, that is embarrassing. You think Sark could be fired after this year, year one? I don't think they should, but he, I mean, the fans are calling for it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't shock me. I mean, they, they're run by a bunch of oil tycoons. One guy, I mean, his buyout's nothing to them. So if one big dog nah. is like, I want him out, he's probably out, right? Yeah, probably. he'll be gone. Because I don't see the other donors just like standing up for him. <laughs> he's not, he hasn't done very well, has he? Hmm. No, I, I mean, no, yeah. I, I know still say, much... I still say first year, just give him a break. Like, I don't think your first season should really count against you unless you do something horrific like outside of football you mean like <laughs> losing six straight games for the first time mm. in 70 years yeah, maybe and losing to kansas out of all teams too so yeah get rid of, i don't care no i'm not, I'm not <laughs> get rid of him. Do I care? he's getting his money either way isn't he uh, that's true. congratulations to that guy <laughs> um crazy stat alabama clinched their 14th consecutive double digit win win digit win season last night I don't know why I had so much trouble with that. Um, Auburn hasn't had back-to-back double-digit win seasons since 1988-1998. Whoa, I said that. Let's you know. Let's start over. Why don't you just cut? Oh, we get it. 1988-1989, right? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. So Nick they haven't Saban had two was coaching DBs for the Oilers, and Brian Harson was in middle school. 
Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's that is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, all you could uh, enjoy that as well if you understood what in the world I was saying. <laughs> that surprises me. That I mean, I've heard this stat before, but it always surprises me that Auburn hasn't had two ten win seasons back to back out since then. Nope. Is it? I mean, they. It, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, mean, they've had some one, good years. They just don't yeah. line up, I guess. Yeah, it's usually one good season, and that then it kind of, you know, staggers for a little bit. Then there's maybe another good season, yeah. and then there's a little bit of a lull, and then there'll be another decent season, and then a lull. So, hmm. the life um, of an Auburn fan. Ross Dellinger uh, tweeted buyouts by coaches this year. Buyouts by coach this year, whatever. Oregon, um, Orgeron, actually, not Oregon. They, they, <laughs> I was about yeah, to say Oregon. About, <laughs> nope, not Oregon. Orgeron, talking about the coach at LSU, is $17 million. Mm-hmm. Mullen at Florida is $12 million. Mm-hmm. Patterson at TCU is $12 million. Hilton at USC is $10 million. Lake at, I'm going to guess, Washington is nine point nine. Um, I have no clue how to say that coach's name at Virginia Tech is eight point seven million. Wells at TT, so maybe Texas Tech would be seven point four. Um, Lunsford, Georgia State maybe, GS I don't know, is uh, one million. Bell at UMass is nine hundred and forty thousand. Lindsay at Troy is seven hundred thousand. Arth at Akron whatever. Is uh, six forty. Somebody else at UConn is four hundred. Anyways, totals up to over eighty million dollars, almost eighty-one million dollars in buyouts. And a lot of that comes from the top. What is it? Top six of those. <laughs> yeah. Top seven. Yeah. Uh, Seventeen, yeah. twelve, twelve, ten, mm. and then another ten, basically. Yeah, nine point nine is essentially sitting there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's something we didn't mention. Uh, Lindsay at Troy also got the boot today. I don't know if you guys heard yeah. that. Um, that was kind of expected, but uh, yeah. So another coach out there. He was, uh, you know, uh, a name going around though a couple seasons ago, right? When he uh, had a pretty good season with Troy. It was his first season, right? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what year. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how long Lindsey's been there. Because he's been there. I think this was his third or fourth season. Hmm. Um, and I know he was pretty successful his first year because I, I remember his name going around like, hey, Chip Lindsay at uh, Troy. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, that was a downfall. Uh, well, thank you, Aaron, for a lovely Twitter news segment, as always. Of course. Um, so, guys, let's uh, we got a lot to cover today. So why don't we start out with Alabama, Arkansas? Uh, of course, Alabama does win forty-two to thirty-five. They clinch the West. Will face Georgia in the SEC championship. Um, Justin, in your mind, I believe you said that you have a Heisman winner in mind. It's not Bryce Young. Um, but do you think that Bryce Young put up enough numbers to convince the committee that maybe he could be the Heisman? Uh, like I said, I think it's, it's pretty even between him and Stroud. I think the only way I'd give Stroud a leg up is because Stroud put up all his numbers in the first half against, you know, the number seven team in the country. Uh, so, and Bryce Young, he played the whole game against Arkansas. So, I mean, it, it is pretty even in my eyes, but if I had, you know, kind of give a leg up anybody, I'd say Stroud. And then 
of course, I think it'll really be determined um, this coming weekend, too, in the rivalry game. So it just depends on how he plays against – I mean, Michigan on the road would be would be much – it'll be way bigger than playing Auburn on the road just because of where Auburn is right now. So if he yeah. has a pretty successful game, I think he'll clinch the Heisman right there. I think so, too. I think it's going to come down to this week. I mean, I guess you could uh, it could come down to championship week if – Bryce Young goes out I mean, if and it's pretty up even. Georgia, maybe. You know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Stroud at Ohio State could probably convince a lot of people this coming week if he didn't already this past week. But getting back to Bryce Young, 31 for 40, 559 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, pretty good, <laughs> I'd say. Uh, I'd say so. Against a good Arkansas team. Not a, not a great team by any means. but uh, Yeah, I mean, Arkansas and Michigan State, both those defenses suck. So that's <laughs> – I mean – Michigan State, I think, had the worst pass defense in the country. Yep. So uh, you could say that, too. That's something that wouldn't help them. Um, everybody kind of sucks this year, and there's not any clear uh, winners or, you know, front runners. Um, so I remembered this other tweet that you may have already said. I don't know. Maybe I've already said it. I don't know. But I'm going to say it again. Uh, college football nerds uh, tweeted, In 2019, Chase Young had, in 12 games, 46 tackles, 21 tackles for loss, uh, 1.38 sacks per game. In 2021, Will Anderson, this was through nine games at the time of this tweet, had 65 tackles, 21 tackles for loss, and 1.7 uh, sack it, sacks per game. If Young finished number four in Heisman behind Burrow, Fields, and Hurts, why shouldn't Anderson be high up in a less competitive field? You know that is a good so, question. Uh, I don't, I don't know why he hasn't been able to pick up the steam that Chase Young did. I mean, because Chase Young had a, a lot of, I guess, obviously popularity behind him. I also wonder if maybe that's because Ohio State was really pushing that on their social media. Um, and so that kind of helped get those stats out there where Alabama seems to be more pushing Bryce toward their Heisman campaign. Um, so maybe that has a factor to do in it. But, there's yeah, there's not a ton of hype nationwide around him. Of course, there is in the state, but you're not hearing about that really elsewhere in the country. Yeah, I mean, and two, so you have Bryce Young and Stroud up there, one and, you know, one and two. I mean, who's three? You could, I mean, you could make, I guess you could make the argument to go ahead at least put Will Anderson in the final three and have him there at the uh, presentation, at least. Um, because, I mean, yeah, I don't really know who's third right now in my eyes because it was Walker, but after 23 rushing yards yesterday, you know, well, he, he'll probably drop a little bit, but I guess he can still, he'll still be fourth, or I guess you still say he's third. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that and the fact that he at least should be up there. He, he shouldn't. I don't think he'll have any shot at winning it, but he should, yeah, I guess talk, be talked about more. Yeah, he, he should be discussed, I think, more than he is. And for yesterday's game, he had, uh, he had, of course, a sack, seven solo tackles, uh, three and a half tackles for losses. Uh, he had a pretty big day, as he always does. Um, t- uh, Henry Toa Toa also had a big day. He had 13 uh, total tackles, eight solo, two sacks, three tackles for loss. Uh, so, I mean, like I said, there's there's some playmakers on this defense, but there are definitely some weak spots. Uh, otherwise, Arkansas wouldn't have scored 35 <laughs> on Alabama. Um, but, you know, this isn't a bad Arkansas team. They're not great. They're not a Georgia, obviously, but they are uh, 
they're good enough to hang with some good teams and obviously good enough to hang with Alabama. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and too, when you think about Alabama defense, what's the one way that you've always been able to beat Alabama defense is you got to be able to throw the ball. And, I mean, of course, that's the weakness of this Al- the Alabama defense this year is the secondary, you know. So, at, you'd be successful throwing the ball, too. I mean, it, that, of course, is going to open up some running lanes. And Arkansas had some plays, you know, some running plays going 15, 20 yards there, you know, a couple of drives. So, you know, I don't know what will happen in the Georgia game because I still don't really trust Stinson Bennett to uh, lead Georgia to a national championship or, heck, even an SEC championship. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Uh, somebody who's going to have to come up big the next two weeks, so if Alabama wants to win uh, and came up huge yesterday, is Jamison Williams, who uh, had eight receptions for 190 yards, three touchdowns. Alabama's kind of been missing that go-to guy in Saturday. Uh, it was Jamison Williams for sure. Uh, Mechie, of course, got a touchdown as well. He had 10 receptions also, 173 yards. But um, Jameson William kind of went off this past week, as he has throughout the year. But um, it was nice yeah, to kind of and see him get a lot of focus this week. Yeah, and just think, too, he was at Ohio State and transferred because he wasn't getting enough playing time. That just lets you know how good the wide receivers Ohio State has, that that guy like him and his talent, putting up the season he is at Alabama, couldn't even get enough playing time in Ohio State. So. Yeah, Ohio State, as you've told me, I don't think on the show, but we said it outside of it, is they've you know they've got the best receiving core. I think everybody's kind of on the same page about that, and oh, um, yeah. it's 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 kind of the reverse of how Alabama was last year. If we see if we end up somehow Alabama beats Georgia and ends up in the playoffs and faces Ohio State, it'll be kind of interesting to see the reverse of that, where Alabama's on the back end of all that high talent at receiver. Yeah. Um, but before we get into previewing the Iron Bowl, let's talk a little bit about Auburn's uh, difficult game this past weekend yeah. against South Carolina. Ended up losing 21-17 to despite being up 14 nothing in the first quarter. Um, another weird game, blowing a lead, was tied at halftime and couldn't get it done in the second half. Uh, of course, this game they were at without Bo Nix. He is out with that broken ankle. Had to get surgery, done for the year. So T.J. Finley came in. He was 17 for 32, 188 yards, a touchdown through the air, no interceptions. Um, But that's not your completion percentage you necessarily want. Um, Of course, as we've said throughout the year, Auburn's receiving core is not necessarily elite. They haven't been helping out (laughs) a whole lot. Um, What did you think of T.J. Finley, Justin, in this game? Did he look ready to play or did he look a little scared out there being in his first start uh what did you say uh, he's he's i wouldn't he's been ready since he got plenty of experience last year at lsu he's just not he's just yeah he's just not that good yeah um it's kind of scary to think if he was the quarterback all season what our record would be um because he's not mobile and the dude's huge he's a good sized quarterback but he doesn't move very well and not very accurate with the ball. Um, he's kind of got a weird motion, so he has a lot of um, throws in the dirt because he throws up so high. He has such the release points just kind of late, and it's just kind of all over the place. So I he was ready. He's just 
he's just average. And I think just it kind of frustrates me because we've got a guy, um, a highly recruited quarterback out of Texas with Demetrius Davis, who he's, he's redshirted, but you can play four games, not use up a redshirt. Why not just go ahead and get him some reps? I mean, it doesn't hurt, especially this coming week against Bama. It wouldn't hurt to get him some reps and some experience going into next year. Um because it just depends on how healthy Bo Nix is uh, next season. But, yeah, I, <laughs> I wasn't surprised we lost. But that's, here's another stat for the offense. And Mike Bobo is going to be gone at the end of the season. With, you hope and I so, think yeah. <laughs> Harson kind of hinted at it, too, I think, in his press conference. He directed a lot of things that, you know, the play calling and the offense. But yeah. in the uh, last three games – We've scored a combined nine points in the second half. Nine mm. points. Um, yeah, the play, yeah, like, here's one example. Mike Bobo should be fired right on the spot. We decided to go for it. I think it was fourth and one on our own 35-yard line or something. We're up 14-7. We run a fade on fourth and one. We have one of the top running backs in the SEC in Tank Bigsby. Who can easily pick up a yard, or you have a six foot seven quarterback who can just fall over and get you a yard. But we run, we run a fade, and of course the pass wasn't even close. So of course, it wasn't what, the first, wasn't the first called, time we run a fade either. Yeah, I was about to say he called that into the end zone. <laughs> so a Penn but, State, uh, yeah, he did that against Penn State. So yeah. um, he's going to be gone. There's a good chance uh, Derek Mason is gone just because I didn't. I was impressed with the defense at the start, but what was really concerning is uh, South Carolina's coach, uh, Beamer, at the end of the game said, hey, in the second half we ran the same two plays the yeah. rest of the whole second half. And I was like, you know what? What kind of slap in the face is that? That we couldn't you know, hold this team to less than 21 points who's running the same two plays the majority of the game. Yeah, they ran, like, uh, what was it? They ran zone and... Uh, it was the same crap. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't know who number eleven was South Carolina running the ball, but they'd run the same kind of zone read, kind of just run play. He kind of sits and wait. He's patient and he bounces out to the outside. Why don't we have an outside contain guy? Why yeah. aren't our corners sitting outside contain? Because last time I checked, you don't you play to get the guy to run back to the inside. But they, it was frustrating because it was the same crap every single play. So no more no adjustments in the second half. It's it's a crap show right now, and I had a feeling we'd lose that game, but <laughs> not like that. And it, I don't even want to get into the terrible crap call the refs did at the end of the game with the ball supposedly touching one of the players on the punt. I think it was a um, great call. Oh yeah. <laughs> Aaron, did, uh, did you go back and – I don't know if you watched the game, or did you go back and watch that play? Um, I saw one replay of it, and to okay. me, it looked like it hit him, so I don't know. Really? Yeah, the, um, ball did, did? the ball didn't even change. Uh, it looked like it was going on the same path, same movement. Yeah, and, so, and, but, um, the, see, okay. Well, the only that, issue that, I have that with That turns it. into a whole different discussion because while it didn't hit him a lot, it did – like – it wouldn't. It didn't hit him enough to change rotation. So then you get into about the momentum, and then we talk about 
a lot more deeper stuff and people don't want to have that conversation because they just want to see the ball hit him and change so it's real obvious to everybody instead of just having a brain and realizing as fast as that ball was coming through the sky for it to come down or whatever well, it, bounced, it bounced a couple of times. Okay, so, either so it way, he still had an incredible amount of momentum going one way, <laughs> and just the nose grazed him. So it's not like it just flat out hit him. Like it would not have just completely changed directions. If anything, it might have just slowed the rotation or something. I would have to go back and watch it because, like I said, I only watched one replay. But it's not like it was just gonna ricochet off him. Like here's, he barely well, grazed here's the him. thing about that though. On the here's, field, yeah, it was called. One, it was, yeah, it, it, was, was called, it was called. It, it, didn't, it didn't touch, touch him. him. There wasn't so enough my to overturn issue. it, in my yeah. opinion, regardless, because there wasn't. There's not enough. I, I have my own problem with that rule. So yeah, uh, there's not enough no video evidence on the call. I mean, if you're going to call it, say it didn't if, touch him, you can't go back and review it and say the, after the rule watching that supposed, video. No, I don't know. The rule is supposed to be that it has to be undeniable evidence it has to be yeah. irrefutable you have to if it's going to be overturned you have to know 100 percent that you were wrong and I that's didn't 50 see that 50 out of that no. yeah i'm not saying it didn't touch him i don't know that it did i don't think anybody knows i just don't think there was enough there to overturn it no that's my biggest issue with that call is that on the field they said it didn't touch him Regardless, so go back Auburn shouldn't and, have been in the position. No, it shouldn't have been in that position. Anyway. That's why I didn't even want to bring that up because it shouldn't have even been in that spot anyways. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I like I said, I think Harson's going to have to look at the staff. Um, there's going to be some guys going to be gone. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of seniors like Papo um, that stay on the defensive side, maybe some other guys. If So that will be good. Maybe bring in some – some of those guys for experience and leadership next season. But, I mean, recruiting doesn't look very good right now, so I don't know how much that's going to change in the off season. So I don't really know what to expect going into next year. So let's go ahead and get this butt whooping over this coming weekend. Uh, hopefully win a bowl game and uh, look to next year. Well, that's the thing. So if, let's say, Auburn does lose to Alabama this coming week, um, yeah, don't it does will lose to go just just say will lose to Alabama. <laughs> well, anything could happen, but T.J. Finley's gonna beat Alabama. <laughs> Look, it's not Come likely, on. but it could Will happen. Anderson's gonna eat him alive. Uh, but okay, let's let's go ahead and assi- let's say in this scenario Auburn does lose. What where do you see them going? Because a six and six Auburn team, Birmingham Bowl is going to try to get them because oh yeah, more get them a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, that would you go, Justin, would you go to a Birmingham bowl and watch this Auburn team or would you just not waste your time and money? I, I don't want to, I really have no interest in going to Legion field. Yeah. Especially when it's going to be freezing cold more than likely. Which surely it's in the, it'll be in the new stadium, I'd imagine. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Um, we'll be playing, uh, UCF. <laughs> yeah, that could yeah, be. <laughs> that That'd that be would fun. be funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just to go to the new stadium, I would. But um, it'd be hilarious if y'all lost in the new stadium to UCF and uh, Gus. That'd be that'd be funny. People yeah, lose their minds. Yeah, that would yeah. be a that's a nightmare scenario. Um, but let's Birmingham Bowl to lose to Gus. <laughs> Let's talk about. Hey, Gus is undefeated in the Birmingham Bowl, if I recall correctly. So that's true. He uh, is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's 
Let's talk about the Iron Bowl coming up this weekend. ESPN matchup predictor predicts Alabama to win. 81.6% chance of that, they say. Gives Auburn an 18.4% chance to win. Um, Vegas has Alabama at this moment, um, Sunday at 7.40 when recording p.m. They have them as a 19.5 point favorite. Would you say that that is a fair? Because that's about what they were over Arkansas, and of course that didn't happen. Um, I, I, I like that. Uh, we're not covering that. I think Alabama went by more, but I, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good start. Yeah, I mean, I could see it a bit a little closer. What do you think, Aaron? I don't remember what you said. What did you say the spread was? Essentially 20 we're points. Alabama-Auburn. 19.5. 20 yeah. points? Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, uh, and like I said, that's what um, the spread was over. It's at Jordan-Hare, right? Right. Well, they always play us better at Jordan-Hare, and um, I don't know. I think we're probably going to get up pretty early on them. Um, and then they'll probably just weasel their way back in. It'll be kind of interesting towards like the end of the third quarter, and then we'll probably put another touchdown up, and it'll pretty much seal it. That's the way I'm guessing it will go. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, Auburn has obviously not been a second-half team, but you're going to play the Iron Bowl differently. Um, so, you know, if if here's what here's when people probably need to panic a little bit about Brian Harson. If they stay with Alabama – or get down bad without like in the first half, and they come out bad or flat, either way poor. That might be when you need to start uh, looking into what's yeah. going on. Because if um, you can't get your guys pumped up to come out at halftime at the Iron Bowl, something's probably wrong, right? Yeah, I will say um, I've seen a lot of people comment, you know, about oh, you know, if we beat Alabama, it'll change the year. Which I don't know how I feel about that. It's like. If all we're focusing on is beating Alabama at the end of the season, then we've got wrong expectations and we're looking at the season the wrong way. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we beat Alabama and we go at 7-5. and five. It, I mean, it doesn't change anything. Um, it's great, sure. Um, but I think if that's all we're looking forward to and hoping Harson can do each season, uh, it's kind of the wrong mindset to have. But yeah, if, if they if he doesn't have them ready to go, I, I guess that'd be a little concerning. Especially, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the Iron Bowl, and then you have a chance to really knock Alabama out of the playoff with beating them then. So, um, so let's look at some differences between these teams, uh, just in team stats here. So Alabama is averaging forty four point four points per game. Uh, Auburn is averaging about thirty point three. And they're allowing about the same. Uh, Alabama's allowing 19.7, an average point per game. Auburn's averaging about 22. Um, and from here, it's pretty similar. Uh, total yards, 501 for Alabama's offense, 427 for Auburn's. Um, and yards allowed, 306 for Alabama, 368 for Auburn. That being said, uh, watching these teams, they don't look very similar. I don't think there are very good matchups for Auburn. Um in this game. Of course, Auburn's workhorse this week is probably going to be Tank Bigsby. Uh, how do you think he's going to fare against this uh, relatively weaker Alabama defense? Um, I don't think it'll be good just because Auburn doesn't have much of a passing game. So since they can't get that going, I mean, if I'm Alabama, I'm putting seven, seven in the box each play just to stop the run. Because, I mean, what's Auburn going to do in the pass game? Yeah. So I, I think that's just going to be an issue. Um, the only hope Auburn really has is that the defense, you know, can 
make a play, force a couple of turnovers, but I don't have any faith there because Auburn's defense hasn't been able to force any turnovers all, you know, all season long. So, yeah, I don't see Tank or uh, Hunter doing much just because Alabama's going to stack the box and Auburn's not going to be able to throw the ball. So, if so, if Auburn loses, this will be the last four games that Auburn will have lost. Uh, there was a time that Brian Harson was being hyped up as maybe a contender for SEC Coach of the Year. That's probably not happening now, but... Uh, no. How bad of a taste does that really leave in Auburn fans for the offseason uh, to go 0-4? Oh, well, game? you know, if you're a toxic Auburn fan, you know there's going to be those ones saying we need to go ahead and fire them and get rid of them. Um, I think the Mississippi State one's going to sting for a pretty good bit because that was just – well, and the South Carolina one will just because of how embarrassing um, both of those games were. I can understand the South Carolina a little bit just because you – just blew a 28-3 game, and you lost your starting quarterback. But, um, yeah, I guess it, it, it's been a weird year to think, you know, they score 60-plus first two games against, you know, terrible opponents, but still 60-plus points. And then you kind of lost to Penn State. You almost lose to Georgia State. Then you beat Arkansas and Old Miss, and then you lose. You're about to lose four straight. So <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a strange season. So I – I won't have really a sour taste in my mouth because I wasn't expecting anything crazy this year, but um, I'll be expecting more next year. Yeah, I agree. I, th- like I said, this isn't. I didn't think they're going to come out and win ten games this year, so that doesn't. Uh, this year hasn't been necessarily a disappointment to me. There have been some disappointing games, but you're going to yeah. have that in your first season, in my opinion. Most coaches, anyway, unless you're Les Miles and inheriting Nick Saban's players or whatever, uh, or Gus Malzahn somehow has. It's crazy first year. Yeah, so that's rare. Most of the time your first year sucks. It's just not very good. Typically you don't have your coaching staff you really want. You kind of settled for some guys, and you don't have you know, your players that you want. You have the other guys' players. and it just It's usually a storm of things that makes it not really work out. Um, yeah. Aaron, for the Iron Bowl, the tickets right now are listed as $141 each. Mm. Would you pay for an iron bowl ticket how much would it have to cost for you to go to an iron bowl um it would have to be free just because (laughs) it's in jordan hair and i'm not driving down there okay have you been to jordan hair before and watched a game there i have once okay what'd you think uh it was all right it's okay completely (laughs) cool pretty decent game we won so it was was pretty decent that was uh, the year that up church caught whatever I think it was up church caught whatever pass. Oh, you've been to an Iron Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went to an Iron Bowl. I think it was 2011 when we got crushed in that game. So I've never been to an Iron Bowl. I've been to I've been to Jordan Hare a few times. Uh, I think it's I all lovely it. outside of the bathrooms where it's just one long stall, uh, the trough. <laughs> I don't know why they still have that. You get some updating plumbing. Other than that, pretty good. Better food than yeah, I think the... Brian Denny in the stadium the only um it's the only time i've went to jordan here and the only iron ball i went to so mm. um yeah i have zero desire to go back honestly unless it's just a really big game like a uh, top 10 matchup with playoff implications for both then yeah. i'd go back but uh yeah i'm not spending money to drive down there to watch 
either Alabama absolutely destroy them and or an upset. Like, there's no benefit. <laughs> so. yeah. Okay, well, good deal. Well, um, let's talk before we get to Knight Needs to Know. Uh, Alabama has dropped this week in the AP poll due to Ohio State's big win. Georgia is number one, of course. Ohio State now number two. They jumped Alabama and Cincy, who is now sitting at number four. So uh, your top four is the same, just in a different order. What do you think is going to happen with the college football playoffs this week, giving Oregon lost to Utah, um, and they were number three? That'll be the same as the AP. Yeah. You think Ohio State will jump to number two? Or you just think that's oh, good. I, I think they'll jump um, just because of how dominant they were against Michigan State. And then you, they'll look at the score of the Alabama-Arkansas game. So I think they'll jump Ohio State up to two. I've got I've got no issue with Ohio State being at number two. That's fine. Um, you know, I, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. If you're in the top four, it doesn't really matter where you are in that top four. Um, no. But, uh, yeah, I expect to finally see Cincinnati in there unless they're just like, yeah, Michigan did well. Let's put them in there. <laughs> yeah, if they, don't, if they don't put Cincinnati in there, um, <laughs> then if Cincinnati finishes undefeated on the season, they still won't make it in. Yeah, because so. they'll just – They'll be too hard-headed. They don't want them in. Uh, that being yeah. said, I think Cincinnati will be number four this week. But They, sh- they should be. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. Well, uh, Justin, why don't you treat us to some Night Needs to Know. Night Needs to Know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I put ashes <laughs> in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was Sunday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just how back. How does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. All right. Um, so knowing Lane Kiffin and his um, coaching uh, changes throughout the uh, years, could you see him going to Florida or Miami? Well, there are a lot of big jobs opening up this year. We have LSU, we have Miami, Florida, uh, we have Penn State probably. I don't know if they've announced. Did they announce that yet? I don't think so. Um, and then, of course, prob- maybe Texas. You have USC. Uh, who else? Virginia Tech. Uh, there's a few more. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But uh, Lane Kiffin, def- yeah, I mean, some people are like, why would he leave Ole Miss? Well, that seems like an awful place to live. <laughs> and also, <laughs> you're not winning a national championship there, are you? Um, at least I don't think you are. So More than likely not, no. Yeah, you can win one if you're recruiting kids to come live at the beach and party in Miami or in Gainesville. That's Yeah, so uh, I think if he's offered either one of those, absolutely he takes it. And I would be confused and floored if he didn't. Uh, are you on the same page there, Aaron? Um... Honestly, if you can recruit, I think the best job is uh, probably USC, which, hear me out, um, you're in South you're in South uh, Carolina, or nope, no, you're not, whoa, you're in South whoa. California. There you I'm, go. I'm trying to, talking about the fake trying USC. To, like, yeah, anyways, <laughs> uh, trying to die, um, no, I am um, trying to watch something and uh, speak at the same time. Anyways, you're in uh, Southern California. Uh, the weather's a lot better. Um, you are 
close to the beach, and uh, there is a ton of athletes within the state. If you can just recruit worth of crap and not really that much competition within the Pac-12, and uh, wait, I forgot you. Lane's already been at USC though, so he's not getting <laughs> yeah. offered that job. Yeah, I mean they could get offer it back to him. I don't think they will, just because of how bad it ended. And I don't think he'd take it if they did. Yeah, probably not. Well, regardless, this is I'm speaking strictly on if you can recruit, because if you can't recruit, it's a death sentence. But um, yeah, if you could ever recruit and get um, USC back to their former glory, then I feel like that's the best best way to go. Because um, Florida's nice and uh, and all, but you still have to play Georgia every year, and then if you beat them, you have to play Alabama or LSU or whatever. Um, and then Miami, it's kind of the same as USC in a way. Like, it sounds good and all, but I feel like it's going to be a lot harder to turn around than even USC will be. I don't know. It just seems it seems very um Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it just, I don't yeah. know. It seems like just a complete um, crap show. Uh, and uh, it hasn't worked out for anyone ever, except for that one dude who uh, is a Hall of Famer and has a bunch of rings. Yeah. Here's that list um, I was looking for. So the available uh, jobs. Jimmy Johnson, I think is his name. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Johnson, yeah. Other than him, unless Jimmy Johnson is coming back to coach Miami, I think uh, they're not going to be good for a long time, so... Yeah, USC is one of those interesting places you would think would always be good. And like you said, with all the talent they have there and just being, you know, a story program. Yeah, the talent, would, the money, and the history, you would think. You would think, but, yeah. You I guess think. the thing like, the that... The fact that Bryce Young ever got out of there and not went to, like, that's a problem. Oh, yeah. I guess the thing that hurts USC a little now is that, you know, these kids can can make money off these advertisements. Florida obviously has no state tax law, and I think you, California's like thirteen percent. So kids aren't yeah, going to really think about that. But yeah, I don't think you know. any kid in uh, South uh, California is really thinking about that. But maybe they are, and yeah. if they are, then good on them because that is one reason why, as a coach, I think is their biggest uh, downfall is they would have to pay someone thirteen percent more or whatever it is uh, to land a big time coach. Yeah, because. That's true. They're instantly eating 30% of their salary. So So here's that list I was looking for of the available jobs. So this year we've got, so far, USC, LSU, Florida, Miami, Washington, Virginia Tech, TCU, and Washington State. And there's a possibility we'll have Penn State and Texas in that mix as well. There's no way that everybody is happy with their coaching hire. There's no way that even just Florida, Miami, and LSU are happy. Or, I'm sorry, Florida, LSU, and uh, USC are happy with their hires. Yeah. They can't all three be. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, that's why That's why I'm shocked people just didn't wait. Like, Florida, like, yeah, Mullen sucks, or he has sucked this year, but... He wasn't the SEC championship last, last year, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the past three years weren't terrible, and sometimes it does get worse before it gets better. I mean, this year was abysmal, but... When you look at your opportunity of getting another coach, that was literally one of the tweets, I think. I don't remember if I read it or not. Pretty sure I did. Um, but it said, uh, like, the what was it there? AD said the fans' expectations are not realistic. Yeah. So, like, if you already know that, then why fire him? <laughs> yeah. Wait a year. 
Right. Wait a year. Why? Like, well, let's, let's don't, don't talk about sense. that really quick before the next question, Justin, because if not, we'll just come back to it. Um, so this is, according to SportingNews.com, the six best or most likely coaching options to replace Dan Mullen. Uh, number one, they have Bill O'Brien at Alabama. Uh, I think this is what you're referring to where he said, uh, Strickland, the AD, said that expectations weren't realistic. Apparently, or supposedly, he is wanting Bill O'Brien for whatever reason. He is he is pretty uh, set on hiring Bill O'Brien as a replacement for Dan Mullen. That could all be t- completely false, uh, or he could change his mind, but that's not a, a going to make the fans happy, is it? So <laughs> It would make me happy. I hope they take Bill O'Brien, and then uh, I don't have a better... Uh offensive coordinator in mind so then I guess we could just swap with Dan Mullen and he can come to Alabama and then I hope we get rid of Pete Golden and we bring in uh, Gary Patterson and see how he does oh yeah Gary Patterson as a a DC Uh, the next most likely they say Todd Munkin Georgia offensive coordinator okay Uh, sure Uh, Matt Campbell Iowa State's coach Billy Napier, Louisiana's coach, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, of course. And then this one's a bit odd. James Franklin at Penn State. You want to hire Dan Mullen to hire James Franklin with the same exact record at Penn State? Is that what you want to do? I don't know. Yeah, that don't make any sense. Um, (laughs) Billy Napier, everybody's been trying to get him. I I think he's uh, either really likes where he's at, he's really bought in, in, or he has one place in mind that he's only going to leave for that place or something like that. I mean, he supposedly turned down Auburn and supposedly turned down someone else too, quite large. I can't remember who. He seems pretty bought bought in to whatever he's doing. Uh, Well, Justin, do you have another question for us? Oh, hey, I know what I was saying. Shut up, Justin. (laughs) Um, uh, What's that name? Matt Campbell at... Uh, Iowa State or whatever? Yeah, Matt Campbell. I don't remember how they did this year. I, don't, I have no clue how they're doing this year, but last year they did really good, and they always sucked before then. Um, well, generally. Uh, so, yeah, that that dude might be worth uh, giving a shot, especially if you can get him for the right price. Like, you know, throw well, a little Iowa money State at him, is... but not like crazy, and then mm-hmm. uh, just get him to come over and see how he does. Might be worth it. Well, he's sitting at a six and five record this year and a two loss losing streak. Hmm. Well, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I'm pretty sure he turned that program around pretty good, pretty fast though. Yeah. Pretty sure no, they, they sucked did. before they... he got there, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what you got for us? Uh, only one other question I had in mind is um, with you know Auburn more likely firing their OC. Who do you think would be a good guy to go after? For the OC spot. I mean, Dan Mullen would be great to go after. I don't know that he'd take it. He's probably going to have some other offers. Or he may just take a year off and enjoy his money. Um, You know, that's probably your ideal candidate. But, uh, I mean, you know, maybe Steve Sarkeesian is fired. Maybe you try to throw some money at him. Probably not, though. He's probably going to have a better offer. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like this is one of those years that – that things are kind of weird. Um, I think we were talking about, didn't somebody say that, I'm trying to think where I heard it, that maybe, uh, uh, who, 
maybe Texas was looking at trying to throw all their money at Dabo, and if that happened, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you'll lose some guys over there. I think Tony Elliott's at Clemson, so maybe you could snatch oh, him yeah. up if that happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What what who do you ha- do you have a name in mind? I I haven't really thought of who would be a guy to put in there. Um <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, there's like I said, there's gonna be so many openings and there's just gonna be so many guys available to look at. I'll have to look in more because I haven't really thought about who in the world they would put in there at the O C spot. I mean, I already thought Bobo was questionable at the beginning of the season, so they're gonna have to find somebody else. I mean that's that's def- that's a definite, so I don't know who it is they're going to get. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some names open up. And what's going to be interesting is when this coaching carousel does happen, all the places that open up because coaches bail. So let's say Lane Kiffin leaves for Miami. Now Ole Miss is open. Or let's say, you know, that Harson leaves for Washington. Now Auburn's open. So there's going to be a lot of other available coaches that we just don't know about yet. That, yeah. uh, especially coordinators and such. Uh, I will say, too, if Harson was to leave, uh, don't expect Auburn to win more than four games next year. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's because it, you got three different coaches in three years. Yeah, it'll it'll be um, it'll be ugly. I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah, he'd, he'd be loving, leaving them in a tough spot. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you, thought, you thought Gus left him in a bad spot. This would be even worse. Yeah, he wouldn't. Uh, he probably wouldn't want to show his face anywhere near Auburn for many, many years. Oh, I'd <laughs> say so. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that uh, it, or you got another question for us there, Justin? Uh, that's it. Well, thank you for another night needs to know. Oh, you're um, welcome. I think that just about wraps it up. Let's look at um very quickly. Let's look at some mismanagers, and then we'll have a uh, listener letter don't mind that's the best part okay and now it is time for mismanagers the headline of this article by mashable is oh no construction workers find a bunch of teeth inside a wall (laughs) oh my gosh that's horrifying (laughs) wait what student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates (laughs) never tell someone that Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first mismanagers article comes from the Daily News, NewYorkDailyNews.com. That is, a uh, homeless man steals ambulance and tries to drive to Destro- uh, Detroit strip club. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, real bad. <laughs> uh, the homeless man stole an ambulance. Uh, he said he had to steal it to get to the uh, strip club because uh, there was no way to get there by public transportation. So that's a good, uh, <laughs> good reason, I guess. Hey, I mean, if, you, if you're desperate, you know, I guess you'll find ways to get there. <laughs> that's right. It, it is only 20 miles away, too. So, you know, he's hopefully yeah, able to get there uh, in good time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this story comes from Fox 5 Atlanta. Uh, DoorDash driver defecates in customer's residential lobby after dropping off order. Mm. I know they say that all publicity is good publicity, but this makes me not want to order from DoorDash. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say this. (laughs) I don't think I ever want to get anything from them again. (laughs) You know, people like that, it's just uh, bringing your food and they just 
poop in a lobby. At least he has the courtesy to use a trash can. He sits on a trash can and poops. Oh, well, but, good. Uh, yeah, good for him. I man, don't feel you it. gotta go. You gotta go, man. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, yeah, they got surveillance video of it. They just released. It's uh. Oh, never. He didn't poop on the trash. Oh no, this is worse than I thought. He poops. <laughs> he poops on the edge of the trash can. Sees that it's on the edge because he didn't make it in the hole, and he pushes it with his hand into the trash. Oh can. no! Also, it's a woman. So. Oh, even worse. <laughs> oh, <that was>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh gosh. Oh uh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. That's um. That's great. I wonder how I often mean, she does that, and I'm glad she's handling the food. So Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, just think, those poor people got that food. Who knows what she's been doing with that food. Oh, you'd be so sick after just, eating it and then finding out that. She just un- unfazed, just pushes it in there. But don't worry, because DoorDash refunded the order and gave an additional $20 <laughs> to their account. So that makes it all No way. <laughs> That's all they did. That's literally it. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Wait, hey, where did this story. happen at? Where was this at? This was in California. Yeah. Unless that order was about two thousand dollars, then uh, yeah, yeah, that's not. So surely, did those people have to clean it up or something? Or like, well, I guess even just taking the trash out, like, yeah, you'd notice. Nah, nah yeah. bro, that's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. That they, uh, that is not worth dealing with that. So um. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's uh, that's horrible, actually. And the last video comes from the CSET Daily, uh, and I've I've looked this up to make sure it is real though. It's on multiple websites. Uh, cow escapes from slaughterhouse, rides a slide at water park, <laughs> <laughs> and and funnily enough, the cow's name is Slide. <laughs> it's of great. That's awesome. Uh, so the cow is somehow it was at a uh, is at a slaughterhouse. It somehow gets out, runs down to a hotel that's nearby, gets somehow gets onto the water slide, and then just gets stuck on it. And they don't know how to get this cow <laughs> off of this water slide. <laughs> there's, there's some videos of it. Seven hundred pounds uh, escaped from a butcher five hundred kilometers west of Rio de Janeiro, uh, and made away to a local water park in Nova Granada. Um, they didn't have a lot of guests at the times, local, uh, luckily. I guess they got them down. I don't know. It doesn't give us an update, but surely the cow's not still there. Or maybe it is. He definitely earned his freedom, in my opinion. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't send it back to the slaughterhouse, because that's, uh, that's yeah, a Yeah, more than likely they did. <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we wrap it up, we do have an email this week. This one uh, comes from Charlie. Well, I haven't been here in a while, so how have we uh, been getting emails that I haven't? Uh, yeah, we got an, we got an update last week uh, from Dang. who was it? Brian, I believe. Brian gave advice. us an update. Hell yeah. yeah! Yeah, he missed out on that. He uh, he ended up deleting his Instagram. Um, said that it was just causing too much trouble, so he got rid of it. Uh, so good on him, I guess. Anyway, Wait, you, he deleted the Instagram set of the girl. That's uh, that's, too that's bad. He, he picked the girl over the gram, as we sometimes <laughs> do. Uh, this comes from Charlie. Uh, and I guess this is a little dated because this came out. Uh, obviously, this uh, email was before the news today. But uh, if Florida decides to fire Dan Mullen, 
where would you see Dan Mulling most likely going? Do you think he is uh, the kind of guy that would stick around? Stick around. I guess he means keep coaching. So do you think that he is the kind of guy that would keep coaching? Or do you think he would maybe stop and just live some life for a while? No, he'd keep coaching. I'd yeah. be shocked if he just up and retired. He's still a fairly young dude. Yeah, he's still Yeah, young. yeah, he is. I mean, he's not yeah, he's he's young for a coach. Let's see how old he is. I mean, and he it doesn't that, really matter. Uh, brief, uh, yeah, he's not he even a, fifty. He's forty nine, so oh, he had yeah. a brief uh, you know, um glimpse of uh, uh I don't know, uh what you wanna call it. Uh, uh, potential at Mississippi State, and then uh, he, I mean, he had a pretty decent three years at Florida before this year. So I feel like after getting uh, fired like that after one bad year, after turning, I think people forget how bad Florida was with McElwain and Muschamp. Like they, like okay. they were pretty bad. Yeah. So well, Dan Mullen has to come the- in there. He has yeah, the so best for Dan winning Mullen percentage. to come in there and and win the first three years and almost beat Alabama and you know have chances like uh, I mean yeah I, I don't know I feel like it's a little premature myself but he has um, the best winning percentage out of anybody not named Urban Meyer or Steve Spurrier so I mean it's the third best it's not yeah you yeah. know that you know yeah, so i mean so, it's still I mean, he still did a pretty good job overall i think it was this year how it fell apart and his reaction to it and yeah his, i think it was just some of the comments he was making too about recruiting will wait until the off season yeah. and i guess the way you could tell a lot of the players have given up um I, yeah i think it was just maybe his attitude and the comments going around with I, it too that didn't help i think that was a big part of this yeah. Strickland, Strickland has said he didn't want to fire him. He had pressure from the donors. I think if if he would have kind of just took some responsibility and maybe not been such a, a goof and you know maybe not celebrated that win over Sanford, <laughs> Sanford. and all that, so yeah. then maybe maybe he got another shot or you know whatever. Uh, another thing that we didn't talk about is he was offered to stay for the Florida State game. They said he could, and he told them no. He went ahead and left, took his money. Uh, I mean, I would have done the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't blame him, but uh, yeah, it's not if, you, if you just told me I was fired, like obviously I don't know everything behind the scenes, and he he can be a goober. So, I mean, I guess I see that to a point, but uh, I mean, winning says a lot more than hiring someone who is just going to end you up in the same position that you're in now. Yeah. But, so I would I would deal with him for another year at least, but um. Yeah, I just I don't I don't get it. Like, just don't make any sense to me. But uh, even being a, a, a goober, I, I I would have at least dealt with it for another another year. Like, I just don't see they're not gonna get anyone better. Yeah. Hey, if they, if they what? somehow get Kiffin though, I think they wouldn't feel too bad. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I but I just. Yeah. Yeah, but but that but that happening, it, you know, is just so slim. So, well, guys, that's the I only think that... that's the only place I think Kiffin would actually go to, though. Surely he's smart enough to stay away from Miami, and I don't think he. I don't know. There, any the chance the of him going is, back? To... The rumor is he's very interested in Miami. Yeah, I mean, 
He, yeah, he's he's got a weird mindset. I would never hire him at Miami, just knowing his uh, background. Yeah, he could get oh, some yeah. trouble there. <laughs> you wouldn't have, yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about the kids partying. You'd have to worry about your head coach. So Yeah, that's valid. Uh, guys, I think we're coming up on an hour, so we need to wrap it up. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Justin, do you want to bring us home? Yeah, hey, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Hope you all have had a great week. Uh, like if this is your first time listening, uh, you can check us out at the uh, at TGM Pod on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, I think we still got our Instagram. Uh, you can mm-hmm. easily access the podcast there. Uh, we'll give you some updates that's going on in college football and other things in sports. Um, I know Nick's going to have the website up and going at some point, um, or if mm-hmm. it's already gone. But uh, we got great merch. Do not forget that amazing, beautiful merch. And then. Mm-hmm. Num, 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 num. That's all I have. 57, 58. Here's the hour right here. Y'all have a great week. Where you go anyways. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Adios. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! Thank you for listening to the Game Managers Podcast. Please remember to like and subscribe. Goodbye. Adios. And sayonara. Sayonara.